All right. Here is the key to being a successful podcaster. I know. I know. The world's strongest podcasters we are. But this is all you need to do. 100 mouse clicks. 100 pops into a pop filter. You know what? This joke isn't working. Let's just get to the anime. It's Anime April, and we're talking about One Punch Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and we are in the middle of Anime April. Yes, we're doing another anime month, and no, it's not May this year because we got some special plans for May, but we just bumped it up a notch because we couldn't leave anime alone for too long. It's Anime April, and we are talking about another anime series that I and my co-host, Miles, have never seen before. Miles, how are you, dude? I'm doing great. Um, I have really been enjoying this month of watching larger shows that I either didn't seem I, I would like or just didn't quite want to make the time for. I really like that we're, we're doing this. I feel like it's kind of old school, the more you nerd. Yeah. Um, I, yes, there are some bigger shows that we didn't select this month because I think Drew had seen some of them. Uh, like Bleach, I think we had done an episode before oh, I came I, along. Mike and I did an episode about Bleach um, years and I've years st- ago. Still never seen an episode of Naruto. Um, I, that surprises me. Like, well, that's one of those shows that, like, I'll be honest, I, I, you could have told me, you know, Drew, you're not going to like Naruto very much. And I could, would have agreed with you. Yeah, I'm not going to like Naruto very much. And then, on Nickelodeon in an afternoon when it's just on for 12 hours in a, in a, a you know, back to back, get kind of attached to Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have friends who are massive, massive Naruto fans. And I mean, one day I'll probably, you know, at least give it a look. See, I know uh, one thing that, that, I mean, again, it's, it was the kind of show that I was actively avoiding in that it seemed like it was endless. And I was told that there were entire seasons that were filler. And that sounded horrifying to me. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, everyone has, I mean, heck, I've, I've talked, I think I've talked about on this show that, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX purely because it was what came on when I got home from college. Like when I would, when my college day would end after co- uh, going to classes and, and work. And every day at 530, Naruto... G- or true. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX would be on Cartoon Network. I've heard that Yu-Gi-Oh! is having a bit of a resurgence right now. So, you know. I, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's a glorified advertisement. Yes, but it's a really fun glorified advertisement. So it is really fun going through these shows. And uh, so far, you know, we're kind of, for me, one for two. I didn't dislike Inuyasha, but it wasn't one I was compelled to keep going with. It I understand. Felt like a, it felt like a show of a of a particular era that was... I don't want to say just, I mean, it was kind of just before a lot of stuff that would have really resonated with me, even though it came out right when I would be watching anime. It came out peak anime for me, honestly. Right. And I respect it for, you know, getting people interested in anime. I think it was just one of those, it was a right place, right time, not necessarily that was the right show. But, you know, Jojo last week was just such a treat to discover. I bought manga miles. The the, the JoJo manga is on on comicsology. Oh, I picked up the first volume. I'm going through nice. it. It's basically the plot of what we just watched on the on the show. But. Well, I like hearing that because you know there's sometimes there are some shows where the manga strays so much, and that's why you have two different Full Metal Alchemist shows that begin pretty much the same. Um, so this is this is one that's a little bit more recent. Uh, similar to Jojo, although it has, it's based on a manga that has not been running for 30 years. This one is one that I, I feel like is a little bit more of a take on deconstructing the Western superhero than the Japanese superhero. And it's, it's one that we, we've been talked about, uh, about this, this very comic and show 
on this podcast, I believe Alex DeCampi was the one that I freak first kind of mentioned it to me when we were talking to her several years ago. I have heard of this uh, for a, a long time now. And uh, I say a long time. The The show started airing in the U.S. in 2016, I want to say, is when the when the, the anime came out, uh, which is 2016, a year that seems uh, so very long ago now. <laughs> it's only been about five or six years, but uh, it seems just... Uh, uh, and not to not to be too much of a spoiler, but for me, we are now two for three. I I had a really good time with this show. It was a show that I kind of felt like I might, if if I was able to give the right amount of time to enjoy. It, it's not as much a surprise as JoJo was, but boy howdy was I charmed by One Punch Man. Yeah. So where JoJo surprised us for being so honest and turning into the skid of being the kind of show that it's trying to be and trying to be this big sort of sort of you know uh uh uh, uh sorry got a text message with some with some news that was distracting me apologies uh but it was trying to be a, a show where you know, like Fist of the North Star, just these big muscly people fighting and good versus evil and all of that. One Punch Man succeeds again. We only watch four episodes, but it succeeds so far in being a deconstruction, a, a loving deconstruction of all of these same kinds of things in the same way that I love Star Trek The Next Generation and I see Star Trek Lower Decks as that as that deconstruction of that kind of show. Uh, that's kind of where I'm feeling with one punch man and, and, and where we, we are with this. Uh, so let's, let's get into one punch man. Um, this is an odd thing, miles. This, this show is of course, based on a manga, which is based on a web comic. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see this thing kind of happen every now and then where a web comic create such a fervor that it becomes a legit thing we i think we've covered actual anime about this kind of thing before so it's not insanely out there but it's certainly off the beaten path yeah definitely so it became a, it was a webcomic it became a manga and of course it became a tv series and our 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 show stars saitama who is <laughs> how do you explain Saitama? Saitama is uh ostensibly like I, I like this. Like, we don't get the um the Spider-Man type of origin. It's it's what if Superman was just a regular schmo? He wasn't Clark Kent, he wasn't some brilliant, he was just a dude. Like a, a guy that just really couldn't do anything else and decided to become a hero for fun. Yeah. And not, we not just don't that. really he's, know he's he's unemployed and he gets in a fight with a with a monster and decides that he wants to be a hero, <laughs> not for fame and glory, but for fun. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's one of the cool things is like he's constantly trying to find something interesting to do. But we also get some of these mundane like slice of life things, which I think is the most fun part sometimes like him getting excited about going to a grocery store sale <laughs> and factoring into the larger story is, is really great. And I also, I, at first I, I think one of the things that didn't really resonate with me about one punch man and why I didn't go after it was because of the way he's designed. He's designed like a character that was designed in the 1930s or forties. It's a very simple like archetypical superhero design and that's not on purpose but when i first saw him i was wasn't super interested now having seen the show it really works for me well we should we should explain a little bit of saitama's design because he is pretty dopey looking he is uh he is bald he's, he, he's charlie brown <laughs> he's basically charlie brown he wears a yellow costume with red gloves and a white cape it all looks very cheaply made and he's got these eyes and, you know, a lot of folks know anime eyes are sort of big and round, uh, but he's got these sort of dopey looking super round eyes that 
Uh, and he's drawn with very like loose shapes, like his head is an oval, basically, when he's just sort of being normal Saitama. But then when he gets serious, the entire way that he is animated changes. <laughs> his costume looks better. His face has more defined lines. His eyes sort of narrow into points at the ends. And like it, it's it's tough to describe this with this being a an audio medium, but he's like two very different people between his regular sort of bumbling Saitama and and his serious I'm in a big fight Saitama uh, but that's part of what makes me love him I don't know <laughs> yeah I I I really really like him um and I like how this show is presented um it's it's a little meandering in a way that it's a slice of life show that's also interrupting these end of the world stakes I would not like to live in this world because there oh, are no. there there are we it's it's on presumably the planet Earth, although we I, we have not yet seen a huge map, except all of the cities are named after a letter. So there's city A and city B and city Z at one point. Uh, and uh, and let's get let's get into some of these uh, some of these episodes. So we've got episode one, the strongest man. Uh, and we we are introduced to a villain named Vaccine Man, uh, which is a, a name that rings a little differently in, in 2022 than it maybe did in 2016. Uh, and, and he's he's essentially a, a hetera character. He's like born out of all the pollution. Yes. From Earth. And he, he wants says. he wants to vaccinate the rest of the the human population from or vaccinate the planet from the human population. That's it. And uh, destroy all the humans. Uh, basically, uh, vaccine man is purple Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Looks just like Piccolo. Uh, and and you have him coming up against, uh, you know, defeating people and coming in and destroying buildings with a single punch and all this stuff. And then. Saitama comes up and we learn why Saitama is called the why the show is called One Punch Man. Uh, Saitama has trained so hard that he can defeat anything in a single punch, which he does with Vaccine Man at the very beginning. Uh, and, <laughs> and then we get a flashback to just some. Some wild stuff, man. Um Miles, do you remember the name of the the second bad guy we meet here in our four years in the past? Oh, uh, the, the the crab guy, Crablante, <laughs> <laughs> who ate too much crab and turned into a monster. <laughs> yeah, um, Crablante is is a nice little twist on some of the you know, classic Godzilla villains, and obviously, uh, Biolante. Um, I I really one of the things I like about this show is that it doesn't give you a ton of tension for the fight so that when the joke is executed, it's not the same every single time. Mm. And I, I'm kind of curious how long they keep that up because even though there, there is a bit where someone asks about how uh, he, he got so strong, it seems that Saitama may actually not know yeah. the source we'll, of the we'll, power. We'll, we'll get to that. Cause that is, that is something that comes up in episode three. So so in this, we have so we've got vaccine man at the beginning. We've got Crablante, who Saitama as a, a an unemployed salary man trying to, to get a job and interviews aren't going well, saves a very unfortunate looking child from Crablante. This dude, the, this kid. Do you remember what he looks like? Yeah, I remember exactly what it looks like. Yeah, his. So imagine, if you will. The chin of the character Peter Griffin, just larger. I mean, that it goes just in, looks like he has, you know, that goes in uh, up to up straight up the sides to to a uh, to sort of a, a semi rounded, almost dome shaped head uh, with a bowl haircut with a very unfortunate part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, this show is wild. Uh, Saitama, of course, saves Crablante and realizes or saves the kid from Crablante, decides he wants to be a a superhero and trains for the next several years, the next four years uh, 
in, in doing that. Uh, then, I, then we get the Brain and Brawn brothers who are the super scientist who gives a steroid to his brother who wants to be super strong. It turns into a whole thing with one of the darkest moments of the show so far. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this moment, uh, like so this funny. show gets like this show as funny as it is. And as fun as it is, gets super dark. It, it certainly has a, a streak of, of black humor. And I really, like that it's been like the second episode's a really good example um and even just how they do certain things because they're they're, they're really smart in how they they tell their stories because the the battles really aren't the heart of it it's everyone else's nonsense surrounding saitama and because he, he lives up to his names at least so far in this show where <laughs> the most hilarious part Thing to me is not the um him taking down the the kaiju sized brother that who <laughs> has lost his intelligence the larger he's gotten and is told hey there's a guy on your shoulder yeah, so so saitama, Wash him. Well, yeah, Sa- saitama so the so this the genius brother is a tiny human on the shoulder of this kaiju sized guy and then Saitama shows up on the other shoulder. <laughs> the the genius brother, the brain brother, says, there's a guy on your shoulder, squash him. <laughs> to which he just smashes. Oh, no. <laughs> Wrong shoulder. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's certainly dark, but I am... I'm into it. And that moment was funny enough when it happened because you don't expect that to be the thing that happens, but it's when the, it's when the dude looks at his hand like minutes later and there's still a red splotch on his palm. And it's like, Oh God. (laughs) I, I think the funniest one to me was the mosquito lady. Okay. So we so let's get to to episode episode two because the rest of episode one is still set up. We learned that Saitama has gotten because he trained so hard and got so good at being a superhero that he defeats all of his enemies too quickly, and he has gotten very bored. And 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 at the end of episode one, we have him having you know going against these subterranean race who's. You know he's having a hard time defeating, and they're attacking him with all of his might and. Wait, it was a dream the whole time. Oh no! And then he's. Actually- I loved that sequence. <laughs> and what, what I love that sequence, and then and then he's actually attacked by the subterranean race that is like these super dweeby kind of characters that he, he punches one of them like, oh, sorry, we're leaving, and they return back to the underworld. Yeah, it's great. Um, one thing that I uh, that I like about the show is also. It, they don't just have the next time on uh, moments. They actually have little story bits that introduce mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the next episode. Um, I appreciate that just as, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's something I've always liked instead of, you know, you know, it's hard to skip the credits uh, because you're going to miss something that's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in episode two, the lone cyborg, we are introduced to a new character. A, a pretty cool looking dude who's got blonde hair and black eyes with yellow pupils, uh, who we learn is Genos, who is a cyborg. Um, big, big fan of Genos. I've enjoyed him very much. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Genos is is kind of a, sort of a wandering samurai type of character. He's a cyborg who is trying to find... Uh, essentially an evil cyborg, but goes from place to place in his search and takes on monsters. And at first there is this, this news broadcast of these, these mosquitoes that keep uh, kind of, it reminded me of uh, remember in the nineties, the, uh, the killer bee scare that we had. Oh, the killer bees. Uh, you mean the, the, the murder hornets that came? That no, came no, no. The I'm talking about the nineties. I, like I know the you're talking killer about killer bees. I know you're talking about killer bees. I'm just I'm, like so much. So like TV movies about swarms of killer bees were made as like network horror movies. 
And this is kind of a riff on that where this the swarm of mosquitoes is is, you know, at first just kind of killing off livestock and then it starts to invade the city and people are, are supposed to stay inside and the b plot is that one of these mosquitoes makes its way uh to saitama who for the entire episode this in- intense drama is happening he is just trying to kill this one mosquito <laughs> whereas he's um, overwatering a cactus in his one bedroom apartment <laughs> yes uh <laughs> Whereas uh, his the, the, our cyborg buddy is taking on this massive sworn who that we then find out is more or less controlled by this mosquito lady. Her this, her her villain name is Mosquito Girl. <laughs> yeah, and I that one and this is one of the cool things is like sometimes they do get this kind of uh, Akira Toriyama style. It looks like a very modern. Uh, glossy Dragon Ball, but there are other times where it just is a really smooth, modern-looking anime, and, the, and it just looks gorgeous. And this is one of those instances. There's some yeah. really cool sequences in the fight between Mosquito Girl and um, uh, Genos. 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 Um, and then it, there's a, there comes a point where she kind of gets super powered and is has already taken his arm and his leg, I believe. And half of his torso. She cuts him in. She cuts him in half fully. Yeah. And as Genos, this character that we've kind of come to to appreciate through this episode with, you know, trying to fight this bad guy, realizes I have the only thing I can do is self-destruct. And you see his his power core sort of. Well, we need to back up ever so slightly um, because this is one of the funniest jokes of this episode. Uh, Saitama has joined the fight just to see what's going on. Uh, and yeah, he hasn't joined yet. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't joined yet. He's come to see what's going on. And Genos doesn't yeah, he's, realize he's that there. <laughs> Genos doesn't realize that Saitama has super strength. Uh, so he, and, and he gets ahead of himself and activates this super powerful flame, like fire maneuver. <laughs> and, and as he does it and thinks that he has defeated Mosquito Girl, he realizes, oh, no, that other guy, where is he? And there's Saitama just standing there naked because all yeah. of his clothes have burned off in this <laughs> in this in this move. Um, and he's not worried about it, whatever. But it's <laughs> uh, but then, uh, of course, we the uh, Genos, again, still doesn't know that Saitama is is super strong. Uh, goes after Mosquito Girl. Mosquito Girl cuts him in half and he's about to de- self-destruct himself when Saitama just swats her. And you see in this beautiful animated thing, her just goes slamming into a building across the alley and just splattering into this huge but, blood splot. So the thing about the, what makes it so funny is that it's, it is split second fast. It's not, it's not the slow-mo. Ah, it's... Like, like, like he actually swatted a mosquito and that makes the joke so funny. So well, because we've seen this entire huge fight this entire time. It's like over. <laughs> I, I I find that so funny. And I, I think this is how you do a character like this, because and this is what any good Superman writer knows is the powers. I, I, people who think that Superman are boring. Or, or especially writers that think Superman are boring don't know how to write the character, yeah, or don't understand the character, and that's that's fine. It's, but that, that that's the truth. And this is essentially kind of a a thesis on that because the fights aren't the focus; it's the malaise of this young man and his actual story, and that's what makes it so compelling because you're not watching somebody who is like super deep into finding out this dark secret they're like just kind of oh okay i'm gonna check this out yes it's yeah. it's such a refreshing tone to the superhero genre this is what's like everyone who tries to deconstruct the superhero genre and goes dark and gritty and jack snyder misses how to deconstruct things just because things were deconstructed in the 80s were dark and gritty does not mean they always have to be and this is the proof in the pudding this deconstructs the western superhero 
so well, and it does so lovingly. It doesn't have to be too cool for school. And that is a mistake that I think a lot of things make where it's always having to be a little snide with its commentary. It always has to be a little cynical or, you know, looking down at the at the material that it's talking about. And I don't feel that with One Punch Man. I don't either. And case in point, we're only halfway through the second episode because one of the funniest moments happens just after this part. And one of the funniest lines happens in this episode of this series so far. So Saitama has defeated Mosquito Girl. Some time has passed. I think we learn it's like a week. Yeah, it's been a week. Because because uh, Gino shows up and he's like, oh, you're back together. Yeah. So Gino's the cyborg has come to Saitama's one bedroom apartment uh, and to beg him to to be his sensei, to to teach him how to fight and how to be strong like he is. And then begins Gino's story. And this is so funny. We so Miles, it's really good. Miles and I watched this in in uh, on, on Netflix and Netflix, for whatever reason, only has the the subtitled Japanese audio track. It didn't ha- it does not have or at least does not as the time we're watching have the, the English language track. Other places do. Hulu does. You can go find this somewhere. But. Yeah, I should have I should have looked into that more because I couldn't find it. And I, I saw it on on Netflix and Peacock. And so I had just assumed like an idiot that Hulu was the same. And well, no. we, we learn what we learn anyway. Uh, Genos <laughs> begins his story. And even in the Japanese language, you can hear the voice actors starting to talk faster because he tells this very, very long story that keeps the, 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 the words keep getting faster and faster and faster and faster as he's telling the story about how he was a, you know, there was this crazy cyborg that attacked his, his village and everybody died except for him. And he begged this, this scientist to make him a cyborg and da, 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 da. True. 20 questions, 20 words or less. <laughs> and Saitama is, you can see, and while he's telling the story, they, 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 they pull back and you see Saitama sitting cross-legged. You see him from behind and you just see his, his knee start to start to to shake as if he's trying to stay awake during the like he's trying to 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 occupy himself in like a a, a ADHD fashion <laughs> during this story so good. and it's like that moment is just so real it's so real and then he you know tells him 20 words or less that's what you have to do for your for your uh uh your backstory and it just that that pays off so well i love it so much um and then we're still not done with the episode because as we learn, there is another group that is following what Saitama is doing, the house of evolution. And they send a whole team of people to fight Saitama and capture him uh, and take him back to the house of evolution to figure out why he's so strong. And this is where we get some of the best. uh, This is, I think more, more Japanese uh, kind of, anime tropes versus American superhero tropes. And that this is when we have bad guys like this giant lion man and this, <laughs> this look all look awesome. Who all look super awesome. Armored gorilla is a is is a, who's got a robot voice until he gets beaten and then no longer has a robot voice. <laughs> I just thought it sounded cool. Uh and uh, you, ha- so, but this is where you start having named attacks. And if you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z, you know what a named attack is. Yeah, uh, Kamehameha Wave, uh, Kaioken, uh, Spirit Bomb, all of this stuff. And you have these attacks popping out as these these creatures are trying to fight Genos and and Saitama, and then <laughs> Saitama jumps up. And uses his named attack. Consecutive normal punches <laughs> as he just obliterates this dude. It's so funny to me. That is so very, very funny to me. It is exceptionally funny. And I mean, I think what makes it so funny is he also seems a little blase because everyone else is like, oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know basically doing what they do in Dragon Ball Z, like announcing their move and their power and all this other stuff. 
And so Saitama returns in kind, except he's just doing regular punches. And this is after their their weasel guy has pulled him underground and he has just sort of stepped out. But he's also like, oh, it's nice and warm here. I could take a nap. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Leave me alone. I'm trying to take a nap. Um, it, this, it's also one of the the best sight gags as the weasel guy is trying to burrow away from uh from him or the groundhog guy and just sees his face under the ground underground it's just it it works so well of course they they uh, uh genos and saitama defeat all of these and they do not kill armored gorilla they they kill everybody else and armored gorilla tells them all about the house of evolution and dr genus and what they're trying to do, which takes us into episode three, where we get so much backstory for this character that I hope shows up again, because, man, we get a lot of backstory for this character. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that we will, because this seems like one of those things that they would they would create that all this backstory for just this character only show up one time, because that's exactly what has happened. This show bucks expectations for for that sort of thing. Um. Dr. Genus, who is a super, uh, who is an, uh, a human, but super smart uh, and decided to try to alter evolution of humanity because humanity was was not good enough. And as part of that, solved aging and then cloned himself over and over again, hundreds of times to to start working on all these things. And he is the one that created armored gorilla and and animal king and all of these other people we met in the last episode and and what uh, this is all to uh because they know saitama is coming and they know saitama is going to destroy everything so they're going to unleash the most unstable super strong enemy that they have created carnage kabuto who is like a giant beetle guy So what's great is when he when he gets into his carnage form, it's a parody of the berserker mode in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. And he even turns the purple and green of the able one, which is wonderful. Yes. And everyone is like, oh, this is it. And you even see Saitama get thrown around. But and he's saying this is it. I can't believe it's I can't believe this no, happened. No, no, no. It goes deeper than that, Miles. And we need to we need to we need to talk about how much deeper this goes. There's something that's set up at the beginning of this episode that we don't really. Well, understand. I know, but, but, but that's what I'm getting to. I know, but you, but you gotta do it the right we, way. We don't have to. Oh my god! It out. I want to flick you across the damn room. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of the episode, we find out that find out but Saitama is very excitable in terms of when things go on sale and today is supposed to be the great sale at the supermarket well no he well he says to like oh we can go after the house of evolution today but we got to be back by tomorrow because there's a sale right (laughs) so he's being tossed around in this dramatic fashion. And he's even thinking dramatic things like, I can't believe I let this happen. This it's all come down to this. And the entire time you think, okay, so Saitama might've finally gotten to meet his match. No, no, he has, he, he stops the, the, the action. Like as soon as he kind of gets over himself, one punches the, the monster who just explodes and is so distraught that he realized today was saturday well, it wasn't that and he has missed the sale it's even better than that it's because the bad guy carnage kabuto says when i get all crazy like this in my oh, i go on a killing rampage for a, killing a week rampage for one week <laughs> and he just thinks about one week from today and next next one week from today is is sun oh no saturday <laughs> or saturday God, it's just it's a beautiful moment yeah and it's it's great and you see him you know do the no because he's thinks he's missed the sale and then 
uh, Geos takes out the flyer and it's like, oh no, if we hurry now, we can get back there within four hours and you <laughs> still can can make the sale because it, it goes on till 10. <laughs> Leaving the person who thought he knew where the human race needed to go evolution uh, wise to completely question everything. This is also the episode where we learn how Saitama got so powerful. Well, and what Saitama says is that he did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and what is a five-mile run every day. Every day. <laughs> so, and what's funny is that apparently there are a couple of little like 10-minute OVAs that like, came out with like the Blu-ray and stuff like that, and, and, and maybe a webisode or something, that one of them takes place during this time period where he starts to question why he's so strong. And I'm, I'm assuming that's also going to play into the actual show because yeah, there's absolutely no way that that's all it took. And even, even, you know, this is like, everyone's all like, what the hell? That's a basic regimen at best. And like, just kind of going, going at him for his, uh, basic exercise routine. <laughs> I almost, but this is the thing where, I almost don't want it to be anything more than this just because it's so much better that this basic exercise regimen is what made him be the strongest man on the planet. It's, it's good for the initial joke, but I'm also fine with it being something else. <laughs> uh, well, this is where we get to the last episode that we watched. And I think the episode that is, 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 going to set up the rest of the series or at least the rest of the first season of the show uh, episode four the modern ninja uh so at, it's slightly separated from from everything else and that it doesn't really directly reference uh what's going on but we have the the criminal hammerhead who basically looks like Nappa from Dragon Ball Z again another Dragon Ball reference mm -hmm. um, and he is the leader of a group of of unemployed people that are angry that you can't get food for free and shelter for free and he he is he's leading a group called the Paradisers a terrorist cell who is demanding that the people who want to work get to work but the people who don't want to work don't have to, but they still get food and shelter. <laughs> and that's their whole deal. And, and they have. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they start, they've, they've, they've stolen these battle suits and are terrorizing the city. Yes. Cause they are, they are trying to, to take out this, this uh, biz, business guy, this, this, this dude, Zaniru. And they're, cause they assume that because he's rich, there's no way that he could have ever gotten all that money uh, uh, properly. So they're going to take him down a notch. And uh, this is where we get our first introduction to another superhero um, in the the ish. form ish in the form of Moomin Rider, a guy on a bicycle who helps a kid get a balloon out of a tree. <laughs> and then so good and then goes to take on the the uh the paradisers and gets knocked out in the first punch on a bloody mess on the floor which is only funny based on the rest of the episode uh so in in the meantime uh one thing that that uh that Saitama notices is that the paradisers have been known for b having completely shaved heads and one thing that we, we mentioned it a little bit, but Saitama is bald and he is, according to himself, bald as a result of how hard he trained in the last four years. And he is worried that these paradisers are going to ruin his reputation because they're bald and he's bald and they're automatically going to people are going to think that he's one of them as he walks around. So he's going to go stop the paradisers to... <laughs> because he needs the, to shut them down so that he can keep his he can keep his rep clean, basically. Um, but he's not the only one that is after the Paradisers. No, Zaniru, the businessman, has a a a 
a bodyguard, basically, that that we learn is named Sonic, who is this ninja guy. Uh, and he is going after these these cats uh, in the Paradisers uh, in order to prevent the Paradisers from destroying Zaniri's building because they have in one punch destroyed at least one building up to this point. Um, so what what's great is <laughs> we get this kind of semi-serious story with uh, Sonic and the the paradisers <laughs> where i mean Im- immediately in kind of a naruto fashion sonic looks like a, a one of the ninjas from naruto is you know doing all this bouncing around chops off the heads of every single paradiser and you know you're 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 expecting this big kind of face off and instead hammerhead just kind of runs off after having a shuriken thrown in the back of his head well, which doesn't kill him because he was blessed with a very thick skull. Yeah, we should also mention that that uh, Sonic has beheaded all of the other Paradisers. <laughs> all I just of the said other, that. Yeah, all the other Paradisers are fully dead. Uh, I might have missed that in the uh, in your explanation because, yeah, they're just like there's not any blood spray, which I expected no. until the very end. Um, but I guess they just kind of. Uh, you know, maybe kept kept this a little TV TV friendly, but uh, but yeah, Hammerhead takes a shuriken to the head, thanks his mother for his thick skull, and runs off uh, naked. By the way, because his suit is no longer up on his body either. Um, or does that happen when he fights Saitama? I can't remember. Uh, happens when he fights Saitama. Okay, yeah. Uh, so around this time, Saitama has has come in, and <laughs> Saitama destroys. Yeah, that's right, because Saitama destroys Hammerhead's suit, but chooses not to kill him because Saitama begs not to be killed. Uh, and and it's it's at this point that Saitama is a little bit like you know thinking about the Paradisers and thinking, huh, they just don't want to work. Uh, they just want to be able to live without having to work. I understand that <laughs> and moves on. Right. <laughs> and of course, then because Saitama is bald, Sonic comes around and realize and sees Saitama and thinks that, oh, Saitama is one of the paradisers, so he's going to attack and destroy him. Uh, which does not work. Uh, we see uh, Saitama block two of, of Sonic's attacks. Uh, I have to think that that this super speed ninja is also a Sonic the Hedgehog reference, even though he doesn't. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, he's not blue or anything like that. Um, we do, however, learn that his name is Speedo Sound Sonic, which Genos and Saitama do make fun of that. It's <laughs> a repetitious name that is not very good. Um, but Saitama destroys his sword and and uh, uh all, and as as Saitama comes down with this supersonic kick, um, or excuse me, Sonic comes down with a supersonic kick. Saitama just is about to punch him, but realizes he doesn't want to kill this guy, so he just holds his fist out. And in a very funny moment, gravity from this person who has a very long extended leg kick just sort of comes down. Miles, how do we explain this on not on your podcast? <sighs> um, carefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't punching you. You ran into my fist. <laughs> it was oh, so good. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's just say that that speedo sound Sonic as he is as he is in agony and uh, and retreating from Saitama declaring him his eternal rival speaks with a very high voice <laughs> I, I mean it's a, it's another thing where like I also appreciate it because you get this weird different like twist because you know Sonic realizes that oh because he he's bouncing around like he was doing to the Paradisers and 
it's not just that he gets hit. It's that Saitama was able to pause and turn, kind of like how Superman does in the uh, Justice League movies when Flash is, is coming at him. One of the best moments in the Justice League movie. Yeah. Um, he does the same thing and, and throws Sonic off his game. And I, I love that moment because he's so shocked that someone is as fast as him. Yeah. And so, and, so, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. And after this, after Sonic escapes and declares Saitama his rival and whatnot, um, we do get a little scene where Hammerhead is almost killed by another group that we have never seen before. That is the one that they allowed him to steal the suits. But again, his thick skull uh, saves the day. But mm-hmm. you have this sort of uh, denouement when uh, Genos is talking to Saitama back in Saitama's one bedroom apartment and uh, basically one room apartment. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah, it's like a little sto- studio. If you've seen a small Japanese apartment, just imagine that. Uh, <laughs> that's what Saitama's got. But, uh, uh, and, and Saitama's angry and, and Genus doesn't really understand why until, until, uh, Saitama explodes at him that he learned something very important today that no one knows who he is. And it flashes back to all of these moments where Sonic, the speed of sound Sonic tells Saitama that he doesn't know who he is or doesn't know, that doesn't know him from anything. And he thinks back to all the times that he saved the city and defeated all these things with one punch. And yet no one knows his name. And he, and there's a news, uh, a news broadcast that, that talks about the, the defeat of the paradisers by the bicycle riding Moomin rider. (laughs) And, and that's when uh, uh, Gino says, well, are you registered with the superhero organization to which <laughs> Saitama, Saitama's like the, the, the what the what <laughs> and and that is where uh that's where this episode kind of ends as Saitama agrees uh as long as Genos goes with him they will register as official superheroes and i believe that is where the rest of the show is going to to kind of kind of happen which is a fun take on things. Yeah, I mean, every everything so far in the show is exceptionally fun. And I know the first season was universally acclaimed and this show became a massive, massive, massive hit. Uh, you can't go into a comic or um, one of the many kind of like uh, pop, here, the one's called pop cult. Uh, but the the pop culture anime stores are in the mall now. Um, Wait, there's One Punch Man what? stuff everywhere what's a mall anyway um you also see this stuff at hot topic because hot topic one of their big sellers is a lot of anime merchandise and i get why this this one has hicks it's also one you could catch like if it had aired on adult swim or something if, if i caught like an, a random episode yeah there's there is an ongoing story that has is slowly being threaded but I could have not seen the first episode, just watched the second and like, this is fun. Yeah. And and on top of that, unlike Inuyasha that we started this with season one of one punch man is 12 episodes long. Mm, mm, season mm. two of one Say punch it again, man Drew. Say it again. is 12 episodes long. It mm. is a tight story. It is not a 50 episode first season, 70 episode second season, been going on since the 1980s chapter after chapter manga. It is a tight, controlled, I'm not going to say small because I feel like that's diminutive. It's just, it's it's a, it's a, a, a no, you're right. It's, it's, it's tight is what yeah. it is. And I mean, they're telling a specific story. They're doing so in a way that, it's serialized, but it's also standalone. And it, it clearly understands the format it's playing with. It, it understands the conventions of Western superhero stories so well, much better than half of the Western attempts to deconstruct the genre that, I mean, it's, it's so impressive. And 
I think not only is it a genuinely funny show, and because look, there's a lot of comedy out, out anime out there that is, to me is just never funny. It's it's just the same joke over and over again. And I was really concerned that that would be this show. That One Punch Man would be the same gag, and to some degree it is, but it's it's so different than that. And what 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 makes this show so good is that it is more concerned with the actual everyday life of these characters yes. than it is for the the superhero stories happen to these characters. Yeah, like like just to flashback to to episode two. Saitama's concerned about a mosquito that's trying to attack him uh, in 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 a singular mosquito, a singular mosquito, and then swats the mosquito queen, a mosquito girl in an instant when he can. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is just this is just a, a an interesting guy that that also seemingly has a more interesting character arc. Because now that he is not recognized, he's wondering because he's been questioning the entire time. And in fact, this episode ends with him watching this this news news article about or this news story about the the Paradisers thinking because we flash back to episode two when we get his or when we get episode one, we get his backstory. He was unemployed. All of the Paradisers are unemployed. And, and, and as far as we know, still is. Yeah. And and his whole his whole thing is that if he had made one wrong choice, he could have been a member of the Paradisers and not who he is. Uh, he does not have the moniker One Punch Man when we end these four episodes. He he's Saitama. He's the a dude, <laughs> you know, he's, and what's so funny because if you look at the the cover of the manga volumes, it's it's wild. It, it looks so different from what what it actually is. And I just I think it's so funny because I look at Saitama in his regular face with the shiny the shiny dome on his head and the like the circle <laughs> eyes and and all of that versus serious Saitama. Yeah, with his, like, I mean, they, yeah, they definitely feel like different styles. I also just love the fact that, like, he kind of just looks like a, if Charlie Brown was a superhero. Yeah, well, it, and uh, apparently his his design is taken because One Punch Man is One Pun Man. And there is a, a long time like children's superhero that's based off bread called Anpan Man, which is where some of that crossover happens uh but i don't know enough about anpanman to talk about it confidently <laughs> so and, and this is one of the very few anime where i hear oh there is supposed to be a a western live action film adaptation and i don't immediately kind of cringe because i actually think if handled by a decent crew would make for a fantastic movie i tentatively agree well the people behind or at least the writers behind it uh are the writers behind stuff like uh jumanji venom uh and oddly enough con air um but people who can who can definitely play with the action comedy so i'm 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 tentatively very excited about that I can't remember who's supposed to direct and who would you cast as one punch man? If you're doing an American adaptation. Oh, that is an interesting question because, because they the cool thing about have, one punch man is I he mean, doesn't look. The problem is they have to look dopey, but when they take off their shirt, have a 12 pack. And they don't. Yeah, I mean, definitely that'd be someone who has to like jack up. Um, I, I I don't. I. Oh, I know this is like I don't want this to happen, but I also think it could easily happen. Like, 
Chris Pratt's an easy pull for this, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't no, agree. No, but no. Do not bring that violence into this house. Um, I'm you also have to, to have somebody with comic timing to make this stuff work. Well, so he's I think he's too old because Satsuma was supposed to be like 26. Uh, no, he's but, he is. Uh, I think he, I think he's 24. Is, is yeah, what, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. He's, he's 24. Um, because he was 19, well, I think, when he first uh, fought uh, Crabante or whatever his name was. Crablante. <laughs> Crablante. Is that a Biolante reference? That's what I said earlier. You were no, just you, not listening to me. You said it was a Biolante <laughs> reference for a vaccine man. No, that's hetera. I said hetera. Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to you. I, I that's what I just said. Um, if he were a little bit younger, Bill Hader. And he got know, jacked Bill, for Barry. I don't know. We, we'll see if and when this movie actually gets made, what happens. Um, yeah, it was announced in 2020, which is an odd time to announce anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like they are, uh, Sony's trying to fast track it, because I think Sony is probably seeing, hey, our our, Mar- our Marvel stuff outside of Spider-Man isn't going great. So maybe... Uh, Maybe 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 to press the gas on something because this this is a massively successful uh, franchise. The and original uh, web comet had uh, like seven point nine million hits. The manga has sold over thirty million copies worldwide, making one of the best selling manga series. And the anime has been massively successful. So you got to imagine that there is probably some heat on getting this done. And it is one of the few anime that I'm like, yeah, I could see a live action version of this working and being very funny. Yeah. I I, like, honestly, even if they kept the anime style out of it and just made it a legit Western superhero take, uh, I just, I'm fine it with that. I just want to be too them. parody. That's the problem. It cannot be too parody. It has well, to. Well, I'm wor- I'm worried that a North American studio is going to try to make superhero movie. You know, like like the the scary like the scary movie spinoff Correct. superhero movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm just making sure that we land on that because that. Yeah. No. I, that's exactly what I was referring to because I don't know. I I, I am hoping that these screenwriters are a little little more attentive to the source material because yes this could easily slip into bad parody territory and because one is so just threads that needle so well it ends up being one of the best superhero deconstructions i would say in the last 30 years yeah definitely i am excited to see more that this is another one that i'm just yeah i want 100 percent I'm I'm so ready to and again, it's only 24 episodes. <laughs> I can watch that. Yeah, which makes it so much more that. enticing. I mean, look, I'm super pumped to watch more JoJo, but oh, uh I've I've already a quarter way through this to One Punch Man season one. Ooh, that's that's enticing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh but with that said, let's wrap up our conversation about One Punch Man and enter the final phase of anime april 2022 yeah this is another recent one that has just taken the world by storm and was one of the few massive pandemic successes and i i know nothing about this series i know that it made a ton of money i think it uh, surpassed your name and um spirit away in worldwide box office when the movie came out a couple years ago and we're going to be talking about Demon Slayer. I know so little about this. I know that there is a sword that has a particular color, which is important. And oh, I don't I, even know. I, I know nothing. I know that there was a the, an American theatrical release for the yeah. movie of this, which. Oh, yeah. It, it played in Greenville. Yeah, it it played in Greenville, South Carolina, gang. That's how big this movie was. Oh, oh, to, to be fair, we, no, we no, do no, get a lot of good no, no, uh, no, indie releases. Miles, Miles, <laughs> Miles, you're, you're, you're lessening the point. Uh, but uh, this, <laughs> this, is, this is a show that I have heard so much about. One of my coworkers who is 
super into anime told me that, oh, you like Jojo? You're watching One Punch Man. You're going to love that. And then Demon Slayer is going to knock your socks off and you will never want to watch anything else. I am it's high praise. It's super high praise that that the 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 bar is set extremely high. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is what we're going to watch next week. Demon Slayer. Himetsu no Yaiba. Blade of Demon Destruction is apparently what that means. Uh, that we are going to watch the first four episodes of, which uh, I believe this sees the the series available so far are on Netflix. They have aired on uh, on Toonami and Adult Swim. Uh, I believe they're on a few other streaming services as well, because this thing is everywhere. Uh, so f- watch it where you can, because I believe at this point you're going to have a lot of places to see it. Uh, and that's what we're going to do next week. Yep, and hopefully I will find the dub faster than I did this time. <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't. I didn't mind the uh, the the the. It certainly Japanese wasn't track. bad. I just I can multitask better when it's you know. I get it. I get it. Uh, tell, so, tell the people how they can find us. Uh, in the meantime, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreunerd.com, where you can find every episode for the last. 10 years you can email tweet to us at the more you nerd you can facebook.com slash the more you nerd and of course you can email us your questions commentaries ideas for the show reactions uh how good you think miles looks how uh interesting you think i look uh that you can email the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and in the meantime we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. out, out. out.